Hey, hi, what's up? It's your guy Elias Omar, and I just wanted to take a hot second to tell you about Newsly. Newsly is an audio app for iOS and Android. It picks up articles about the most trending topics on the web at any given moment. I read them to you in a natural human voice, imagine that. For the first time in history, you can listen to the internet. It's almost like you're reading The Matrix, it's crazy. You can browse articles from topics that you choose, anything. From quadricep development to gnomes with bad New York accents and just start listening. Oh, and guess what? They also have podcasts as well. You could check out shows from over 40 countries. And of course, yes, our pod, Everrum Adventures, is there too. So go download and use Newsly for free now at www.newsly.me. Or just go to the link in the show description. And make sure that you use promo code Everrum, E-V-E-R-R. E-A-L-M and you'll get a one month free premium subscription it's that easy so check out Newsly guys stop scrolling and start listening In your abdomen, softest chrysanthemums, the anthems that they chattering. A convocated hater advocates an arrogant. The gun kind of unoriginal, I predict a panic. That put the flame in your brain like a jack o' lantern. Attack root boy, random OG ran dialect, filthy universal, like Caligula landed on Saturn. The target in particular, they all my prey. Top of the food chain, orca stalker, where the dolphins play. Focalize my issues quite clearly. Before your eyes cauterize the game severely. Put it simply, craft the next level of lock stage, like the Ice Age kept natives from crossing the Welcome Barren Strait. excited for we were about to figure out what the hell's gonna go on here oh i know that's right we this is possibly the, destroy people this is the Hopefully. craziest turn yeah i'd never thought we would be <laughs> in this plane in this like uh cyberpunk plane compared to all the like trolls and lion folk we fought and shit yeah <laughs> i didn't either <laughs> it's a cool twist though it's really cool I am yeah. like I'm excited, and I'm just like, okay, let's see what this is going to bring. Like, I was not expecting some of these twists and turns, or for myth to kind of react this way. But yeah, we are gonna see. It's gonna be great. <laughs> and my ship will end in five minutes. Sweet. Are you still working? Yes, yes, I yeah, am. Hence the reason working. I am not uh put. I'm not hooked up to my docking station oh, because. Damn. Reasons. <laughs> that is like so black.
Dude, you have no idea. I've got two monitors, my laptop open. I've opened my work laptop, so currently I have four screens staring at me, five of you include wow. my phone. Wow. <laughs> and I have somehow managed to get all of this to fit on my desk with my keyboard and my mouse. Wow. So, wow. yeah. <laughs> I need things to keep me sane, and work will not get in the way of that. <laughs> All right, let's do it, yo. Let's do it. Um, hi, <laughs> welcome to the Everum. My name is Elias Omar. I'm the DM, and as always, tonight I am joined by. Hey everyone, my name is Mark Jimerson, and I play Farley's a Drouch, and the once humble school teacher who now adventures as a charming and deadly rogue and warlock with the strong thighs. My pronouns are he and they, and you can find me tweeting about going camping at More Than Merrier. Ooh, where you nice. camping at? No, the camping's the code word for something else. Oh, fair enough. Yeah. I'm going to go on Twitter. Hi, my name is Siobhan Velez. I play Chinora, well, the sassy Chinora, I should say. The human fighter, warlock cleric. You can find me on Twitter at, at Siobhan Velez. And I just want to wish everyone a happy Mother's Day. Hiya, I'm Mark Hawthorne. I play Serendipity, your tiefling warlock barbarian. You can catch me on Twitter and Instagram at Marky Wanders. And I am Jinx. I play our wonderful badass tiefling monk, Myth. Um, I can be found on all social medias, thankfully, um, on Jinx Milano. Thankfully. And I'm getting better at Twitter. Thank you, people who have been teaching me Twitter. Ooh. I am trying. And I've also been getting better at TikTok. I haven't made a video yet, but I'm getting better at keeping up with people. So thank you, everybody who's been teaching me social media outside of Facebook. <laughs> I have listened to you all. Ooh. But yeah. So today we are taking it a little bit easy since somebody found it necessary to break some more of my glasses. Cerberus. Um, so today we are drinking a peach margarita. I did not think it would turn out this well, if I'm being completely honest, because it's the first time I have ever made a homemade peach puree. But yeah, it's amazing. I got some styles of gold tequila because reasons. And okay, reasons being it was on sale. And it's one of my favorite mixing tequilas. And yeah, a little bit of triple sec for a little bit of undertone of orange. But that peach, though, of course, you have to have your sweet and sour. This one is definitely on the sweeter side for those who kind of like tequila but don't want to taste it. Definitely try it. Absolutely love it. So, yeah, I'm ready to break into some chaos. <laughs> it's amazing. I can bring some with me, like some peach puree, and I can hook it up in DC. Give you a little mason jar of it for your birthday. Oh, That'd be great. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I can't wait. I That's have right. already made my reservations. I am all set. It's Juneteenth as well, so we gotta celebrate. Yes, it's also a very long weekend for me because I am off that Monday because my job celebrates Juneteenth and recognizes it as a national holiday now. Oh, shit. Wow. So this weekend is about to be great. Oh, wow. Well, that weekend, not this weekend. That weekend. Before we start, I just want to give a shout out to everybody at the give me the loot podcast uh we just did their yeah. fight night stream and it was crazy fun um they beat our ass and it kind of hurt my soul a little bit but um 
Play that on me. They, they're cool. Don't say beat our ass. They, no. There is no other way to describe that nasty. other than they completely beat our ass and mop the floor with us. Yeah. No, that fireball. I only had 50 points. He hit for 38. <laughs> <laughs> But um yeah, they're cool as hell. Um yeah. hilarious. It was great. And um they also have a really dope podcast. So, you know, go check that out. Uh, but I also want to say really quick, I read an article online and I discovered that Victor W. Butler, believed to be the last surviving of the Tuskegee Airmen, turns one hundred on May twenty first. And he wants birthday cards for his birthday. That's he that's literally all he wants. So, being that my birthday is May 18th, I want to ask that, you know, anybody that gives a shit about my birthday and anybody listening, if they could, if they're able to, to send this black superhero, literally a living legend, a birthday card. Um, his P.O. Box info, I'm going to put it in the show description. i also say it right now. Um, it's Victor W. Butler, care of Gary Butler, P.O. Box 3523, Cranston, Rhode Island, 02910. Yeah. All the brother says that he wants birthday cards. He's a freaking black superhero. Like, for real. He definitely is. Yeah. I'm going to put a gift card in mine, though, because nobody just wants to open up a card and ain't nothing falling out. <laughs> My aunt always told me that's bad luck to just send an empty birthday card. So. Yeah, exactly. So I'm going to send Mr. Butler a little something, something. <laughs> All right. Well, yeah, just send, send some. We'll put the link in the um, show description, like I said. And um, yeah, we're good to start, guys. Yeah, we get to start. Hey. All right, we clear my throat. <clears> throat> we clear my throat. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> somebody to say it. Yeah, somebody was gonna. He knew somebody was gonna say it. Sorry, go ahead. <laughs> Last time I ever on adventures, after a bar brawl in which the strong thighs deleted some racist cyborgs, you all ran into the streets of this weird futuristic city of Bloodhorn. You were chased by defenders to local law enforcement who had a huge metallic construct in tow. Uh, you fled through the crowded streets and you reached the entrance to the Tarkai sub-depot. Um, you then slid down the rails of a staircase that descended below street level. Shinora flipped the bird to some stunned onlookers and you were met by Fez, a driver with a hat of disguise like Farley's and the incredibly eloquent Arkira, a red tiefling. Um, Fez told you that they had been sent to find you by Boss Cal and that he was after Geldar just like you were, so you should follow them. And you did. They led you through this strange underground facility where eventually um, it opened up into an open-air docking station for these huge metal rail cars. You followed them onto one marked for the alleys and the vehicle began moving. Um, you guys talked with Fez. You learned that Boss Cow was the head of the Quiet Palm, a gang in Bloodhorn. You also learned that there was a resistance of hidden drow, tieflings, and Puerto Ricans that survived the cleansing and were fighting to overturn this racist and ethnocentric society in Bloodhorn. And while you were discussing all of this, suddenly one of the doors in the car exploded in a storm of flame as several defenders arrived, attempting to apprehend you all. You fought, more showed up, and you fought harder, and during this battle, the outside of the train was repeatedly blasted. Bez informed you that it was the Megabot Brutalizer, the towering construct that had been chasing you earlier. The battle raged on, and eventually, you all defeated these defenders. Fez then told you by his estimation you would be arriving soon, but the train had taken too much damage and was not slowing down. So you braced yourselves as the train reached its destination and slammed to a stop. You all were battered by this huge crash and buried in the wreckage. You dug yourselves out of this crushed and ruined vehicle, shaking the glass and debris off, getting your bearings. 
The train had slammed into a docking station, smashing parts of this structure, fire set in various spots. Smoke uh, had started to fill the area. Arcane energy still radiates from glowing blue squares on the tracks where all of you are standing right now. There are people in bots around who are probably waiting for the train. They're running, um, screaming, trying to get away from this growing inferno. Uh, peering through the smoke, you see on an adjoining road one of those horseless carriages, a larger yellow one. It has slowed to a stop and it looks like it's taking some damage. Flames are rising on its chassis and spots. I'll ping it so you guys can see it uh, right over here. Can I get a perception check from all of you? Let's do it. Perception. Do, 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 do. Great. 13. He got a 9. That's myth. There we go. Those all sees all. All right. So with uh, 26 myth, um, you look at this vehicle through all this smoke, and it's really hard to see. It's hard to make out details, but for a quick moment, assured that in one of the windows of this vehicle, you see a small palm slap against one of the windows against the glass and slowly just slides down. And then as the palm like kind of disappears from your vision, you can't see in, 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 in this vehicle anymore because the smoke is like filling it. Other than that, off in the distance, you can see the alleys of Bloodharn. They appear very similar to what you remember the alleys in Bloodhaven look like. But all that aside, above you, hovering 50 feet in the air, you see glistening in the night sky, the huge Megabot Brutalizer. This thing is like 20 feet tall. His body is constructed of thick, worn iron. There's rich plates that make up his massive shoulders. Its uh, bullet-shaped head is completely devoid of any features besides a single central blue light. And one of his huge fists is surrounded in crackling blue energy, as if it was like surrounded by a constant stream of small lightning bolts. And we can roll initiative. Oh, yeah. So I rolled a 21, but. I got you. I, I got, got you. you up there. I got you. I think. Rolling initiative. Please don't suck. I got a dog rolling shitty tonight. I'm going to say off or something. A nine. <laughs> All right. So we got a 20. All right. I already rolled for the construct and Arkira and Fez. Um, I believe Farley's is first with the higher decks. So Farley's, it is on you. This construct is 50 feet above, hovering over you. Oh, it's 50 feet up. Yes. That changes things. Uh, uh, And so the environment, it's pretty smoky, pretty fiery, it looks like. What a train station, there's nothing there to climb. You are on the tracks. the kind of dock area, you know, where people would wait to board the train, um, is not much higher. We'll say it's like five feet off of, of the ground. You could easily get on top of there at this point because of where I put her, um, Arkira is standing on that. So it's not that much of a difference in height. Uh, there are buildings and such. Uh, if you were to like try to scale one of them or whatever, depending on which one, I'll tell you approximately what height it is, or if you want to ping whichever one you're talking about. But most of the smoke, because of the wind, is kind of to the, um, blowing into like that, that right corner, that right bottom corner of the map, and the flames are all over the place. All right, Fry's probably going to take some time to assess the situation, and he's just going to cast, uh, Armor of Agathus on himself. So that's 10 HP and 10 cold damage where he gets hit with a melee attack, and he's going to, I assume this is a building right here? Yes. Yeah, Farley's gonna duck behind that shit. Okay. And that's my turn. Alright, Lucky, it is on you. Alright, Lucky is going to say D'Artagnan ride and bring out D'Artagnan. We haven't seen him in a while. No, no, we have not. Alright, anything else? 
That's a, is that a bonus action or an action for me? I'm sorry. Summoning D'Artagnan was a bonus action for you. Alright. We're just gonna move this side for a bit. Measure it out. Other than I am done. While you're measuring, can I ask a question? Go ahead. Does D'Artagnan fly? No. Just walk on water. Okay. Just want to know. A little OP though, if uh, if he if he could fly though. Can he jump great distances? I based them off the uh, the four, the three goats. They can't do much. Uh, he has a riding horse um, stat. Gotcha. Okay. Got it. Yeah. Ground transport. So max speed is sixty, and other than that, he can do some attacks. But other than that, nah. okay. Thank you. Good to know. All right. And with that, myth, it is your turn. All right. And yes, I am strategizing with your mount. That's <laughs> <laughs> <Not> so <far. laughs> Okay. Uh, so this wooden platform to the right over here, is this raised or is this just flat burning? It is five feet off the ground. That's kind of like where people stand, passengers and such, waiting for the train. Um, we'll say this little, like, right here, this little overhang is 15 feet above that. So if you were to stand on that, you would be 20 feet off of the ground. Most of these other structures, I would say they're about at their peak, would be like 20 feet high. Okay. Uh, crap, why is everything on fire? Okay. Ooh, we can actually probably make it there. Um, I am going to try to run to the what I'm shepherding as the left. That's 20 feet, maybe? The one that's not on fire? Yes. Okay, perfect. Just gotta do some mathy math real quick. Alright, so am I gonna have to possibly double any distance or anything like that to, cl- to uh, climb up there? Um, your movement is what, 40? 45? 45. Um, I would say give me an athletics check just for climbing. Just to make sure you don't roll on that one and like fall on your butt. Um, but oh, but you definitely have more than enough movement. Okay, cool. 19. Yeah, you shoot right up there. Okay, perfect. Um, so 50 feet, I've now, so 30 feet he's hovering? He's 50 feet in the air right now. 30 feet distance between him and my rooftop, right? Yes. Well, against better judgment, we are going to go and throw a dart at it. See if we can possibly get his attention. All right. Roll to attack. Five. There we go. 25 is definitely a hit. Okay. Let's see if we can hit him somewhere in the eyeball. <laughs> Damn it. Six piercing damage. <laughs> did it crack it a little bit at least? Which, um, <laughs> did you use your magical dart or did you use a regular dart? I used a regular dart. Um, your dart just flies into it. The point of it, you hear audible crunch and it falls to the ground. But I scratch it. Oof. We will take a scratch in the metallic. Because <laughs> fuck that shiny coat. <laughs> you scratch it a little bit. All right, we'll take it. Does it look in my direction or even have any kind of reaction whatsoever? It does look at you. It's aware that you attempted to hit it and noticed that the dart hit it. Okay. She's just going to yell at it, come on, and kind of just take a whole strike stance. But we're going to end it right there because she just wants to get his attention like an idiot. Okay. Somebody do something miraculous. (laughs) (laughs) It is now Arkira's turn. Arkira is going to pull out her light crossbow and pick a shot. 17 with her first shot and her second shot is a nine. 
the first one hits, catches it directly in his abdomen. The second one flies wide. Um, doesn't appear to pierce uh, the chassis of this this construct, however. And then our kerosene that says, hell no, looks over to Shinora, shaking her head, eyes wide, and runs forward. But now it is the construct's turn. The construct descends about 20 feet, so now it's 30 feet in the air, and it raises and fists into the air. And from underneath its shoulder, about where its armpit would be, you see a panel slide open. And through that space, what appears to be some sort of like mechanized cannon emerges, and a huge cone of orange gas sprays out. So you just got a funky armpit. Say, it's either some mega deodorant or some mega funk. We don't know. Get y'all with the mega funk. Um, the only people <laughs> that will be making saves will be Farley's, Shinora, and Fez. What kind of save? Oh, no. okay. That's a save. Yes. Okay, 16. Ooh, 18. Oh, wait. Yeah, 18. All right, so um, Shinora and Farley's passed with a four. Fez failed. So you guys will take half of this. And Fez will take all of it. So Fez takes 15 points of damage, and you guys take seven each. Okay. And that's poison damage. Yes, poison damage. Yeah. Well, Shinora's immune to poison, as we already And acid settled. and fire. Acid. <laughs> yeah, I'm fucking slashing and piercing. Yes, I'm. <laughs> yeah, I'm she is essentially immortal. <laughs> and actually heals her. Yeah, take seven points of damage, Shinora. <laughs> But this this creature, this construct, then um, descended to thirty feet. So he'll descend ten more feet, get to twenty, and then just drops to the ground. So he's on the ground right now, and it is now Fez's turn. Fez is not looking too freaking healthy right now, but he is going to cast Shatter on this construct. The construct would have disadvantage, but it has magical resistance, so which would give it advantage, so it's just a straight up roll for transparency. Uh, so let's see if he passes to save. With a 15, passes Fez's DC, which is 14, so he takes half of Fez's damage. Wow. So he takes four points of thunder damage from that shatter. And then Fez runs his full movement. He runs through the fire, he doesn't care. So he has ran past these flames. Um, like I said, he wasn't looking too hot. That said, Shinora, it is now your turn. Okay, so I have a question. Sure. Am I able to misty step inside of him? To misty step inside of him? Yeah, you say he's 12 feet tall, right? He's 20 feet tall. 20 feet yes. tall. So can I, can I misty step inside of him? Um, pull up the Misty Step spell for me, please. Okay. Sorry, I am greatly intrigued on where this is going. <laughs> me too, too. This is interesting. <laughs> Only because, like, everything, like, you guys didn't pierce his thing. So, I'm sure he's jelly on the inside. So, why wouldn't I Misty Step inside of him and then blow up something on the inside of him? I like that line of thinking, do jelly I, on the inside. Yeah. I, I'm just... My whole thought process of the whole, I don't know what is inside of it, would not have me thinking, hey, let me just go ahead and see if I can get inside of it. What's so I'm very interested to see where this goes. It's jelly, apparently. Apparently. <laughs> Raspberry. Ooh, that sounds good. <laughs> it's just a robotic food pie, huh? 
Yeah. Yep, totally. Oh, here it is. Okay. Did you see it? Yes. One bonus action. Briefly surrounded by silvery mist, you teleport up to 30 feet to an unoccupied space that you can see. I don't think that would be considered... It might be considered unoccupied, but you definitely can't see inside of him. So, no, you can't misty step inside of him. There's nothing inside of him that's hollow. No, you can't see into him, so how would you step into him? You have to see where you're where you're going. All right, we got you. Wait a minute. Wait, I have I have I have um. Listen, you. <laughs> I got dark vision. That's right. He's I don't not think dark. dark vision. He's, he's a light skinned construct. <laughs> he's dark. Yes. He's Oof. <laughs> not a light skinned construct. I'm light skinned. Anyway, no, you can't see you can't yep. see into him, so you can't missy step into his inside insides. You don't, you don't respect my authority. What, what are you okay. doing? Does he have any openings? Does he have any holes? There are hinges and such at his appendages, at his joints, at his neck. They appear to be armored from your distance with your dark vision. You can't really tell if it would be make that much of a difference shooting or aiming something at that. So am I able to cast fly and use my movable rod to close that sticky Ooh. armpit? You can cast fly. Um, if you wanted, you would have to make a, an ability check of some sort to be able to stick it somewhere. Right there where there's a space. Can I put the movable right there so he can't move his sticky arm? You know what? I would let you do it, but it would be an attack. So you would have to cast fly and then you'd have to do it your next round or action surge and then you'd be able to do it in one round. Well, we want action surge. Do you have action surge available? You have yeah. Any? Okay. okay. All right. So then you cast fly. Okay. Okay. Cast fly. So you burn that, and then um, move up to him. And then I have to move up to him. Yeah. You gotta fly okay. up to him, right? So I get up a fly like right there. Now my action surge. Yes. Then what do I have to roll to see if so my move? What specifically are you trying to do? Trying to shove it, shove it across his. I was gonna say shove it today. I'm trying to um. <laughs> gonna just like where he can't move that arm back up okay so we'll say you're like kind of shoving it into like his shoulder joint in a way that like yeah. immobilizes it yes to the attack roll what attack roll how much your proficiency bonus you can actually use you could use your so i'm not looking at your sheet but you can use the bonus for your eldritch blast so roll for an attack and if it hits then we'll say that it's wedged in there so I'm sorry, use uh, the Eldritch Blast Yeah, one? you could use the, bone, the the attack for Eldritch Blast. It's equivalent to what I'm kind of what I'm thinking. Okay. Come on, Eldritch Blast. Old Let's go. 18! That is a hit. This AC is 17. Oh, shit. Right. No sticky armpit. Can I move? Yes, you do still have a movement because it's, you did action surge, so you have. Yep. So can I move my 60 back? Yes, you can. All right, so Chinora flies up okay. in this construct, wedges her immovable rod into the shoulder joint of the arm that was above the mega funk armpit and immobilizes his arm and then flies away. Not bad. Nice. Not that was pretty nice. brilliant. That was yeah. nice. Yeah. And that's my turn. All right, Farley's, it is on you. Top it around. 
All right, this is going to. Uh, how big is that fire right there? So there's a fire behind the shack, and there's a fire right there. How big is the fire? Like, can fire fire run through it, or is it like? Yeah, I mean, I've just put it just so that we're aware that you guys see a fire there. But yeah, you can you. you can get through without frying. Yes. All right, I'm just gonna run around the shack to the front of it. Uh, cast fairy fire on it. Bam. Uh, that is a deck save, correct? Yeah. Alright, so this creature does have magical resistance, so it has advantage on uh -huh. saving throws against spells and other magical effects. So... Oh. oh, shit. So, it got a 21. So it did. Okay. <laughs> and then Farley's gonna dash the rest of his movement behind this building. Um, but he's gonna see that Chinor has, has stabbed it in the arm uh, with that immovable rod. Yes. And he's saying that Telepathy, everyone. This is our chance. We got. We can uh, take him down, but be careful with the magic. And that's my turn. All right, Lucky, your turn. All right, we're gonna ride up to him. You said, and he's is he's immune to me uh, to magic, or he has magical resistance. So that basically, against spells and magic effects, he has advantage. Would we would we count my ember sword as a magic effect? <laughs> no. Oh, oh alright. Then we are going to go for a slash with the Ember uh, short sword. Right. And because I'm on D'Artagnan, I get advantage on attacks. That's right. Like, uh, crit. Nat 20. Wow. That's it, that's it. You rolled a D6 plus 3, and you got an 8 for your damage. So we're going to double that and make that 16. So he takes 16 points of damage as you slash into him with your first attack. And your fire damage on a d4, you got a three. So we'll double that and make that six. You notice that you definitely rendered it with the, 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 the physical nature of your attack. But as the fire bursts across the surface, you see sort of like a mending spell. Some of the tear that you rent into, into its armor closes a little bit. Mm, okay. As if the fire kind of welded it back together. Gotcha. But you do have another attack. All right. Uh, so Lucky isn't really the smartest. He's gonna go for the same same thing. Twenty-four. Twenty-four is a hit. Eight piercing, three uh, three fire. Okay. Same thing. You know that you did damage with the piercing. Uh, it seems like the fire is having almost a healing effect to this creature. Question: If I say we're we're backing up, but we're still looking at him, is that still an opportunity attack? Yeah. All right, then we're just gonna stick where we're at. <laughs> All right. Um, is that it? That is it. Okay. Uh, Myth, it is your turn. Shinora wedged a immovable rod into it. Lucky ran up, slashed it up with his ember short sword. Um, Farley's did some magic stuff, but you didn't really see anything happen. You're not sure what the effect was. And yeah, it's on you. Okay. And just checking, he did say that he uh, put it through uh, the psychic link to beware of magic and everything. He did say Yeah, I said that. Magic's okay. not working like it usually does. Great. So then hearing that, Myth is going to say, Great. Brute strength it is then. And she is going to take out her um since her dart crumpled when she threw it, she's just going to go ahead for her handy dandy staff. Uh we are going to hop off of there. Do like a cool somersault or something. And then just run up to this guy and hit him in the ankle. Because <laughs> we are not 30 feet tall. <laughs> so yeah, right, right, right there in that little joint right there. We're going to see if we can hit him. All right. 
Please, 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 please. Ow. That hurt my feelings. So, 14 is a mist. It is a mist, yes. You swing into it and you feel that vibration come up your arm as, as the staff connects. But a 17, 17? is a hit. <laughs> okay, though, seriously, it was teetering on like a, a, a fail, and I'm like, come on. No, 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 no. And then it just turns, so I'm like, oh, okay, cool. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're just gonna go ahead since we came running up swinging like a baseball bat. He can take that 12 points of bludgeoning damage. All right, um, your quarterstaff is not magical, correct? No, no, it is not. Okay. Yeah, you whack him good on that second swing. It doesn't seem to have the normal effect that it would. Uh, it is still your, uh, your bonus action, etc. And you still have some movement. Yep. Uh, we are just gonna go ahead and because fuck the frustration of all of it, we're just gonna rage. Ooh. Yeah, yeah, that's 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 happening right now. We are frustrated. We are not happy about anything, and now we can't even see any damage on this big metal construct. Yeah, we're, we're pissed. All right. Well, um, what is your? Is there anything unique about your rage? Does it look any? Aside from, you know, uh, eyes kind of lighting up, looking like they are flaming and everything. Not really. Lucky sees uh, Myth go into rage. Like, oh, is that kind of party? <laughs> so, yeah. yeah since that's, that's the bonus action, we're just going to end there. All right. Yeah. So, Myth is pissed off. Um, but it's Arkira's turn. And Arkira sees all this action. And what do you think she says? Yeah. Yeah. I'm not even going to say it. But she runs up. The teeth lens are attacking. <laughs> she is going to. What is she going to attack with? Her daggers. All right. So, first attack. Second attack. So she says, "Hell yeah!" All hype, and runs up and swings and slashes her magical daggers against this huge construct's uh, leg. And you see some sparks. And when she's done, there's not even a scratch. Right? She says, "Hell no." All dejected and shit, but uh, now <laughs> <laughs> the construct's turn, and with its first attack, it is going to attempt to hit the person who did the most damage initially. Lucky with a slam attack, and misses, miss with a nat two, and then with its second attack, it'll attempt to hit Miss Sarah with a slam attack, misses, and misses. Dexterous as fuck, boy. <laughs> <laughs> it is on Fez. Um, he looks to Shinora, kind of yells through the smoke, Shinora, and you hear, Hey, lady, you, you really are tough, and you guys are, are really great. I don't know who the hell you are, but I'm pretty sure you guys are going to take this down. And Shinora, you get a D8 for inspiration. Oh, inspiration. Thank you. And it is now your turn as Fez sits back there licking his wounds because he's not a fighter. It's a great and wonderful DM. Here comes the portion. All right, go ahead. No, it's not. Um, the, but if I have blind sight, I still can't go inside of him. <laughs> if you have, you can't see inside of him. You have to be able to see. I know, but I have blind sight. How do you have blind sight? You don't have blind sight. Uh -huh. You don't. I didn't. I didn't write that. That Bill Twenty wrote that. Okay. You can't, go, you can't go inside of him. You can't see inside of him. But I have blind sight. You don't have blind sight. Okay, so you know what? I'm just going to try Elder's Blast and see if it works. Okay, roll to attack. Okay. I'll take my wonderful DM part back. 
Twenty-one. Uh, Twenty-one is a hit. Pow! He slams into his chest. Okay, so he takes nine points of damage. Does anything Damn. happen? He takes all of that. Oh yeah, take it all. All right, I'm gonna try another one. Okay. A twenty-eight. Ooh, that is a hit. I'm loving it. What's your damage? Uh, <laughs> Alright, your two blasts fly into it. You see that uh, it's definitely damaging it. There's dents and scorch marks from the force damage, leaving scorch marks. But uh, is there anything else? Are you done? Are you moving? I'm gonna stay right there. That's my turn. Alright, and you still have that D8 of inspiration. Thank but you. uh, Farley's, it is your turn. Farley's looks down and looks at his really dusty ass plus two scimitar that he got almost probably years, years ago and uh, <laughs> he pulls it out and runs up next to Miss. Uh, Damn. It, takes a, it probably like takes squeaks a, a little bit as you pull it out of the... Uh, I'm saying, yeah, it's like stuck in the sheath. <laughs> Myth is probably going to be like, you still have that. <laughs> Let's see what happens. 16. Does a 16 hit? I think 16 does not 16 hit. 16 does not hit. Okay. You're a little rusty. It's all you haven't used in it forever. I sure haven't. It's been, been far too long. Um, can I climb this thing with spider climb stuff? Ooh. Um, Ooh. Yeah, I'm not even going to make you do... Um, I'll make you do an acrobatics check because it's moving, but it's it's immobilized. It can't really move from the space that it's at because of the immovable rod. But, um, right, right. but it is moving, you know what I mean, in the sense of, like, uh, turning and whatnot. But, um, yeah, just give me a, a decent acrobatics check, and we'll say that you're able to, like, climb and hold on. I have no extra skill with acrobatics, but let's see what happens. You got this. 14. Yeah, you, um... You kind of like jump on his thigh and like kind of run up it. I'm trying to skip behind it. I'm using my dash action to, uh, dash bonus action, I should say, to run up its back and kind of get around its back and neck. Back okay, neck. we'll say that like you kind of like run up its leg and like it tries to grab at you, but as the arm moves, you kind of like swing underneath to the side where the, the shoulder is immobilized and you gird around the back and end up in like this. At this point, you're like on the small of his back. Yeah, that's, that's the end of my turn. All right, cool. Lucky, it is on you. All right, Lucky seeing Myth Rage wants to rage himself because he wants to have some fun. So he starts his rage. All right. Uh, then, as a barbarian he is, he gets his great sword and he goes in for attack. 26. 26 is a hit. Well, shit. And then plus two for the rage, so it's 16. Yes, is your great sword magical? It is my pack weapon. Okay. Cool. So 16 points of big damage. All right. So do I still get my extra attack as well? Or does it because I want rage? Oh, you still yeah, have to. I know yeah. rage is a bonus action. It is. All right. Then we're going to go for another two. I mean, another one. 18. Yeah. 18 is definitely a hit. All right. Then Lucky is just slashing away. Another nine points of damage. All right. This construct is looking rough as you slash into it. Lucky. Is there anything else? You do your bonus action and your attack? No. Nope. Okay. No, nope. I'm not turn. All right. Miss Sarah, it is on you. All right. So we are seeing Farley's go and climb and disappear behind this thing. We're angry as fuck, and we see him raging, so it's just like, all right. It's, as he says, a party over here. So we are going to go and hit him again, because why not? Come on, porch staff. Go baseball style. We still hitting on that same little joint trying to see if we can maybe dislocate something. <laughs> okay. So yeah, sheer frustration is going to require two-handed for everything. So yeah. 
25 is a hit. 10 points of bludgeoning damage. All right. Plus the two for oh, my rage. 12. Um, again, it's not doing quite the amount of damage that you would normally think that you would, would do against this type of uh, material on a creature. Fair enough. We'll take it anyway. And we're going to smack him again. Right. Ooh, that almost missed. 23. And he can go ahead and take this double-handed damage again. Oh, another 10 plus 2, so 12. Yeah. Same deal. But you are, uh, you're, you're smacking into him. He's taking damage. It's not the full damage that you normally would do, but he definitely felt that. Okay. Oh, yeah, we, we're going to burn that key point because, again, fuck this thing. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we're going to go ahead and cast that flurry of blows with my little staff here. Please, 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 please. please. <gasps> no. 14 pieces. It does. Oh, come on. All right, so Flurry of Blows did not work. So, yeah, we are going to still be upset. And, yeah, it's going to be great. It's going to be great. <laughs> so, yeah, we'll end it there. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Our carriage is amazed at this action um, all going on all around her. And uh, she gets, like, a determined look on her face. Says, hell yeah. And goes yeah. at it again with her daggers because that's what she does. Ooh, no, she didn't. Well, she did. So the first strike, she swings, and the dagger falls out of her hand. She swings too hard and completely misses this big-ass construct. But it disappears and then reappears in her hand once it impacts with the ground. But she comes with her other hand and swings and hits with her second attack and does some damage. And may all the tieflings say, hell, hell yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. Um, all right. It is this construct's turn. It's going to try to do a slam attack against Lucky first. And miss. Yeah. First attack misses, and Lucky nimbly dodges it, and it slams into the ground. And then with his uh, second attack, it'll try to attack. You know what? It's gonna try to attack Arkira. And hits. Ooh. Ouch. That's fucked up. So Arkira takes fifteen big ones. Oh. And she didn't like that very much. Exactly. Hell no. <laughs> you even hear her mutter kind of under her breath. Goddamn. <laughs> and Sorry. it is Fez's turn. Yeah, Fez isn't doing anything. He's just shook. Um, But Shinora, it is on you. I'm going to try Elvis Blast again, being that that works. All right, roll the attack. 29. Yeah, that's uh critical, I believe. Yeah, that's a critical. You know, I just realized all of her stuff hasn't been rolling as critical now. Yeah, I realize that too. Got her, got kind of got it right, huh? Um, so yeah, he takes sixteen points of damage from that blast. See a chunk fly off of his um his chest, and yeah, that's it. Eight points of damage. All right, it looks like he's on his last legs. And that's my turn. All right, Harley's. Miss Sarah's been whacking at this thing's leg. Um, Lucky has been slicing at it with his greatsword. Um, Arkira tried to stab into it with her, her daggers and got popped in the head. Um, and Shinora just blasted it. Uh, and it's on his last legs. Like, you're on his back. It's kind of wavering. So, you, you know, you, it takes a little bit of effort to hold on. But what are you doing? As far as hanging off for dear life, I just swinging and getting swung on. And as far as going to get in with his scimitar plus two and pray for success. I'm going to give you advantage because of flanking and you're on his back and it's immobile so you can release. Thank you. And please, nope. 
didn't help me one bit. <laughs> uh, so with a 12, Barley's, you kind of like hold on to like the back of its uh, the segmented kind of space area on the back of its neck. And you rear back with your scimitar and you swing as hard as you can. And it kind of just hits the back like, ding, and it doesn't do any damage. I am. In the <laughs> All right. Well, I'm disappointed and uh, <laughs> confused, <laughs> but I'm having my, t- I'm having my team. You know, it's not all about my glory. It's about the team and doing what we can do as a team. So, <laughs> lucky what you got, Farley's. I'm a, I'm a little sorry for this because uh, you're on his back. Well, lucky is going to summon some lightning as a bonus yeah. action. <laughs> okay. Oh wow. <laughs> Uh, Farley's making deck save for me. And, and, and the, uh... It's the funny control. how you said Farley's first. I know, <laughs> right? Shit. Um, this is a storm aura. Yeah. Deck save. Deck save is like a rifle. Alright, Farley's, you get three. So the creature gets six. I'm gonna have that. <laughs> to one. one. <laughs> yeah. Farley's takes one point of lightning damage. This creature takes six, you said? All yes, right. sir. He's going to attack with his uh, greatsword. All right. So 13 for the first attack. 24 for the first attack. Um, With that, I'm sorry, uh, 15, 15 points of damage because you're raging. Um, How do you take out yeah. this construct? Hey. Oh, we're going to be extra. Uh, let's say D'Artagnan jumps up and DM, will, you, will you allow me to uh, slash down the middle of this guy, give him a giant scar in his, in his, from his face to his chest? Of course. Sure. That's how we kill him. D'Artagnan jumps up high and Lucky just grabs both both hands on his uh, greatsword and slashes from, from tip of the head down to the middle of his turn. Okay. And lucky as you come down and your, your pack weapon slides through its its head and into his chest. At the end of it, it kind of like your your slice kind of like curves off and goes to the right, cutting through his chest and and fully coming out underneath uh, its non megafunk underarm. And that part starts to slide off. Farley's is still holding on to it, and it topples to the ground. Um, Farley's, give me an acrobatics check. Absolutely. That's a 10. All right, Farley's, you fall to the ground. You'll take not much. two points of damage as kind of like fall clumsily, holding on to the weight of the construct and such as it's Oh, yeah. But just two points of damage. But this construct is done. Hey! Strong thighs. Kick your ass in any dimension. <laughs> Even though, I have to say, I think that rod. Yeah, yeah. So as that construct has falling and everything, um, Myth will probably let it fall. She's still raging, so after it falls, she's just probably going to go up, kick it, try to turn and walk her away, but then just turn around and just start wailing on it with her uh, quarterstaff. Whoa, whoa, Myth, 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 hey, Myth, hey. Calm, calm, calm. <laughs> Lucky looks at her like, mm, I can't handle her rage. <laughs> Does he say this out loud? Yes, he does. Myth is going to charge him. <laughs> Come no, at no, me. No. She is going to she is going to charge after Lucky with her freaking quarterstaff, holding it like a baseball bat. She's running after him. Can I grapple Myth? Yeah, sure. <laughs> I, that's one thing I have an advantage on somehow. I'm grabbing 
having some popcorn and watching the show. That's right. Dartanian just hops in front of me. I mean, Mitt's got like 20,000 plus to strength, so. <laughs> You're having That's, crazy. That's crazy. Wow. Somehow I rolled a zero and an eight. <laughs> <laughs> what you got, Miss? For athletics. Can you beat a zero? Yes. <laughs> Sleeping. Yeah. So I, because I want you to kind of grab her, uh, you grab her, like grab her like around her waist, but she's so strong it's like not even slowing her down. And she uh, just nags yeah, you. I'm dragging. Um, she's yeah. dragging me. She's dragging you yep. towards Lucky. Yep. We're just going to go and hit Lucky. Wow. Uh, the better attack. Because reasons. We are not rational right now. Go ahead for the attack. 15. Uh, you, you, you just hit me. Great. Take that to points of damage. Oh my god. Lucky cast suggestion. Lucky cast suggestion. You're raging. So you lucky you take six points of damage. Alright. Wait, did I get my extra two then? Yes. So he gets oh, eight points of damage. Gets, um, seven. Okay. There we go. That works. Take those seven points of damage. Right. <laughs> Lucky summons lightning on myth. You know what? Get over here. We need to stop this now. I'm watching the show. Put that popcorn down. <laughs> Where'd you get popcorn anyway? <laughs> Lucky take a, a, a dex, yeah, dex save, you said? Yeah. Oh, honey. Oh, honey. <laughs> Any other advantage of Barbara? Yeah, she does. I don't even need. Okay, so she, she makes a cave. Fuck <laughs> you, guys. <laughs> All right, so Fez walks up and. Oh, I'm going to damage myth for that uh, quarter staff attack. That misses. Oh, you said roll the damage. Yeah, my, my AC is 14. Okay. Well, it's a 10, so there you go, but you give it real six. Myth. <laughs> And then Lucky's look, 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 gonna go face this, this, this last, last great sword attack. Before you do that, Fez walks up and casts um, a spell on Myth. Uh, Myth, can I get a uh, wisdom save, please? There is no stopping the angry Oh my Jesus. goodness, not the crit. He just turns to Shinora and shakes his head. I got you. I crit back at you. Are we still doing the PvP yeah, like from last night? Going. Is that what's happening now? <laughs> <laughs> it's just two barbarians. You crit on that, so she takes. Um, that was a bad roll. So she takes twelve points of damage uh, from your pack weapon, which is magical. So that is not half. So she takes mm-hmm. twelve points of damage. Works because we're brawling in this bitch. <laughs> and Lucky's like, "Are you done now, Miss Smith?" Just out of sheer curiosity, would anything have happened with him trying to cast whatever spell he was trying to cast? Mm-hmm. You, I mean, you you made the save. Okay, great, awesome. It's um, Lucky Wick. It's on you. All right then. So we are going to drop the staff, and we're just going to hit him with some unarmed strikes. Oh, you're lucky. And 11. D'Artagnan is like jumping backwards, avoiding your hit. (laughs) You're doing your second attack? Yes. Just hits it. My unarmed strikes are magical. Yes, because of my tattoo. So you take seven points of damage. Um, and then before I, before you go lucky, Fez is going to cast uh, another spell at fourth level, so <laughs> you can add an additional person, and both of you need to make wisdom saves. Ten. Okay, what you got, Miff? Eight. Uh, <laughs> and he in place as Fez casts whole person at fourth level. Oh, wow. And he turns to you guys and says, uh, is this normal? Uh, normal? No. No, Myth not is not. just going to be screaming, fucking fight me! Nikki is just gonna laugh 
Because Lucky's Rage is just, it's it's just laughter. All right. Well, all right. Um, yeah, so you guys are paralyzed. Your rage is going to subside because it's going to be at least a round where you don't hit anything or take yeah. damage. So both of you are now out of rage. Yep. Fez is just shaking his head. <laughs> that was fun, Miss Smith. Beth is just going to pick up her uh, quarterstaff, put it back on her back, and then she's just going to go up to Lucky. Uh, Lucky. She's going to uh, slap him upside his shoulder, but of course, she is going to be nice about it, and she is going to do her hand of healing. And in return, Lucky is going to use healing light. So it's just how we how we how we talk. Yeah. You know? And in, in Inferno to Myth, Lucky's like, good fight. I can't wait for a real one. You get nine points of damage. I mean nine points of healing wow. back. Thank you, thank you. Janora, I think I think they're in love now. Oh. <laughs> Watch your tongue. This is just going to turn to um Fez. So is there somewhere we're supposed to be heading from here? His mouth opens as if he's about to say something, but interrupting him, you hear like a, a crash of glass. And striding forward out of the smoke, you see a gnome, a tall gnome, a little over three feet tall. He's probably like three five. And he's well built for a gnome. He's swole. He didn't skip like that. Uh, his muscular arms are bare. He has on a leather fur trim vest over a, a plain brown shirt. He wears loose fitting trousers and brown boots. And he has a big, bushy gray beard and mustache. And on his nose, there's a pair of small spectacles. He has on a leather cap with two, like, sort of headlamps attached to it right above his brow. Um, strapped to his left arm is a strange metal crossbow-shaped contraption. And on his back, he has a pack, and it's filled with all kinds of items. And you can see, like, tools and weapons. Um, what look like parts of machines sticking out. You see, like, a, a strange golden clock and a glass capsule kind of poking out over his shoulder. Everything in there. And he looks at Fez, and he says... Goddamn, Fez. If I wanted a brutalizer to follow, I would have went and got the quadriceps myself. And then he uh, turns to you guys and he says, I don't know how you did it. Don't know what god or devil you struck a deal with to come back from the dead, but Abuela's prophecy was right. Here you are. Come back Praise Elastray. Come, let's, uh, let's get to the pit before Geldar sends more defenders. I usually don't waste time in the alleys, but now that he knows the QM is back, he'll do anything to stop you, I'm sure. And uh, he almost has a tear in his eye, and he strides forward. Um, who's closest to him? Let's see. I guess Lucky would be closest to him. He strides forward and clasps Lucky on the shoulder, nodding his head. And then he turns and starts heading into the alleys. You see Fez comes out of hiding and uh, starts following. And Akira starts moving, following him. And she's, like, nodding her head. Hell yeah. And they start walking into the alleys. How bad is Fez, uh... Oh, Fez is pretty fucked up. Fez, Fez looks bad. He looks rough. Alright, so Lucky's gonna get off D'Artagnan, and he's gonna have D'Artagnan, like, just go in between his legs to get his ride, ride D'Artagnan. Okay, so, yeah, so Fez looks at you and thanks you, and uh, he's riding D'Artagnan. So is everybody following, or what are we doing, guys? Yeah. Yeah, yep. following. we're following. following. But this situation is very <laughs> weird. It just keeps getting weirder, I should say. Yeah, it does. <laughs> All right, Boss Cal and, and Arkira and Fez following, and you guys following them, walk down this, this street as you enter into the alleys of Bloodhorn. While this is uh, very reminiscent of the alleys of Bloodhaven, you still see things that remind you that you're in a different place. 
there are the same design of like lit up signs on a few places of buildings, like a liquor store. You see a cobbler, you see a mechanic shop, but most of these lights are damaged, flickering, or, and some of them aren't even lit at all. There are bots, but they're not as many as there were when you were in the Tarkas. They aren't as sleek looking. Some are rusted with missing parts, kind of replaced with whatever could be found. Like you see one that has like an extended arm where a leg would go. Another one where its head isn't where it should be. It's bolted like just straight up to his chest. And most of the buildings here are in disrepair, general disrepair, you know. Uh, you see people moving about in the same strange clothes you've seen before, but more worn, not as flashy. Some of them are even patched or torn in places. And the people, most of them are human. But as you walk, occasionally peering out from under hood, you see drow faces, tiefling faces, and Puerto Rican faces. And people aren't staring at you. Um, and as you're moving, following Boss Cal, at one point, lucky, you feel like a touch um, on your back. And you turn and you see an almost cartoonishly voluptuous female appearing bot catches you, grabs you like kind of like by the clothes on your back. And its skin moves like like skin. And it appears flexible, like it's supple, but it glistens, it kind of reflects light, like metal. And it flicks its, its shiny, silvery blue hair and says, Hey, Cattle, three gold and I can show you a good time. <laughs> Zero gold and I'll let you live. And it looks at you and just turns and um, walks away. What, what was that? She's the only one who takes gold. <laughs> That's what you, that is what she took from that? Well, yeah, I mean, the economics of this place is very interesting, isn't it? Sorry. Um, yeah. <laughs> not not the, the weird creature propositioning itself for me for said gold, but the gold itself. Mm, okay. Listen, work is work. Mm, but me fighting myth was weird. All right. That was also weird. Myth, are you okay? Lucky, are you okay? Uh, I'm fine. That, w- that was fun. The fight. got me speaking with a non the accent now, so... <laughs> Fighting, fun, yes. <laughs> Indeed she did. But this place, I find it increasingly frustrating. The sooner we get out of here, the better. That's the thing about different realms and dimensions. You can't really make sense out of them. When I was in the Feywild, nothing ever made sense. I can imagine. After a bit, Boss Cow turns a corner. And you all see a small shack kind of nestled in between two larger structures. And he walks up to the door. Beside it, you see a numbered keypad. Um, and he quickly punches in a long series of numbers. You see. Lucky, like, looks over his shoulder. And you hear a series of beeps and mechanisms whirring. And he says, I always have to be careful because it's a time code and one mistake and I set off the disintegration rays. It would be pretty funny if you all came back from the dead just to get turned to piles of ashes. <laughs> Why do you say we came back from the dead? Are you saying that to him or are you just saying that to your partner? Yeah, I'm saying that to him. He turns and looks at you. Maybe uh, everything you've been through might have scrambled your memories a bit. Let's get in the pit and I'll explain everything to you. Okay, thank you. Do we feel like an air of familiarity with this one? No. Okay. No. Um, a slit slides open, revealing what looks like a mechanized eye, and it glows, and you all are bathed in like a, a green light. And then the door slides open, like it splits like an elevator. And Boss Cal, Fez, and Arkira walk in. I'm assuming you guys follow, right? Yes. <laughs> you don't want to get hit by disintegrator rays or have Lucky picked up by a prostabot. 
wow, a prostabot. Um, okay, so you guys walk into this building. Um, it appears to be an abandoned clothing shop. There are, are rows of empty racks with hangers. You see several mannequins, some toppled over, some broken. A counter runs along the rear of the room with a glass display case built into it. You know, um, it's cracked. Um, one of the mannequins is leaning against it. And uh, Boss Cow walks across this, this space and walks up to that leaning mannequin. And he stretches. He's like on his tippy toes reaching for his face. And it's difficult for him to reach. And it's taking him a bit of time And as you guys are watching all this. And Fez kind of goes to like try to help. Boss Cow like turns to him and like gives him like a stern ass look. And Fez just steps back deferentially. And then Boss Cow, fully stretched out, just hops up and... He reaches the left eye of the mannequin and pushes it in like a button. And a second later, you hear a pneumatic kind of hiss. Um, and behind the counter, a section of the wall slides away. Um, Boss Cow turns to you guys and winks. And then he walks towards and through the aperture. Fez smiles and follows. Narkira looks at you guys and she nods. She says, hell yeah. And walks into this space. Well, looks like we going into the space. Yep, All right. Um, you walk through this newly made door. It leads to a, a narrow hallway. There's strips of red lights, like in the corners up on the ceiling, illuminating the, the area. Um, the hallway ends after a bit, and before you is an opening kind of crisscrossed with countless glowing blue rays of light. Boss Cow waves his hand, and the rays recede into, like, small recessed sockets in the wall. And you all enter into a huge room. Uh, let me... Show you guys what the room looks like. Ooh. Wow. It's a bit messy. This is clearly the space of a tinkerer. Um, there's mechanical components in various areas on the floor. There are several desks with screens above them showing images of different places that you would guess would be in Bloodhorn. Um, there's a portrait of Elastray on the wall floating in the air, arms spread above a very chaotic looking battle. Scraps of paper are posted to the picture, numbers scribbled on them, crossed out and scribbled again. And as you are there taking it all in, Boss Cow just strides around, paces the area a bit, puts his uh, hands behind his back, and stands in front of you all, kind of in parade rest kind of position. And he says, all right, so you, you all seem a bit confused. And um, I've done too much and waited too long for confusion. You've been through a lot. Shit, more than anyone. Makes sense that your brains are all scrambled. So, uh, let me set you straight. Why don't you guys have a seat? And he continues. 218 years ago, there was a great battle. The great battle. The mega forces fought to remove us all. The grandsons and granddaughters of the Underdark from our rightful land here on the surface. Land that was bestowed to us after the great Jurgon defeated the Dracolich Deathclaw hundreds and hundreds of years ago. And the mega forces swarmed over the land of Gervalia, slaying every drow, every tiefling, every Puerto Rican they encountered. Until you came, the Quadriceps Magnificent. You saved so many innocents. We thought you were blessed by the gods. Some thought you were gods. As a child, I watched you demolish the mega infantry, each of you defeating dozens and dozens of them. But then that day came, and those mega bastards attacked, and you turned them away as always. But this time, no huge squadron reinforcements came. Nah, it was just one man, a flying nightmare, Geldar, and the wizard and you fought, and it was the greatest spectacle I've ever seen. You saved so many lives by occupying him, so many people escaped, but you were slain, blasted to ashes. And though we continued to fight for some time after that, your battle with that wizard was the turning point. That was when the war was lost. 
I was one of the few who escaped Trevelyan. Abuela saved me. Abuela had the vision gift. She would tell me tales of how you would return in 200 years. Of how you would return and defeat Geldar and free us all. Children's stories, I thought, but Abuela persisted. And when she passed, we uploaded her consciousness into this. And he gestures to the screens that you, you guys all saw on the walls and by the desks. And for decades, every hour, Abuela printed out a date. You arrived not too long ago. Today. On that date. You're here to save us all, and I know how you're going to do it. You do? How? What was that name? Quadriceptive. What? Quadriceps Magnificent. Hmm. That's a nice ring to it. Only branding on Time Shifter did it. Pascal walks to one of the desks and grabs a small metallic box with a single shiny red button. And he says, Geldar's forces are too powerful here. His countless defenders, bots, even civilians that would happily die for Emperor Clud, for the whole stupid mega movement for what that represents. But what if you could go back? What if you could go back and fight alongside yourselves? And he holds up the box and smiles. Wait, is that, it, it, is that the really pendant? He looks at you confused. Says, no, this is my life's work. And he hits the button. Oh, Lord, it's button. Maybe some we need him. The floor shivers, and the center of the floor opens like the panels slide apart concentrically. I think that's the word. And a golden platform etched with runes and arcane energy just sparking in spots on the edges rises into place. I built this. I've been waiting for you. It's a machine to take you back in time. How far back exactly? Back to where you fought Geldar, but instead of losing, this time you'll win. Yes. Hmm. Can, can can we get some t- some tools? <laughs> if we about to go fight tools like like a screwdriver, like monkey wrench. Uh, I'm looking for the bracers of defense. Honestly, if you, if you got those, that'd be great. You hear our character say, "Hell yeah, bracers oh, of yeah. defense." The boss cow says, "Shut up." <laughs> says we have some uh, planning to do definitely and some preparing to do love her so much <laughs> soon some, some leveling up <laughs> soon and we'll just stop there um and yeah Oof. you will <laughs> that's ironic that you said that well not really ironic um I don't know what the word is but yeah I was gonna say you guys uh, will all level up your characters alright what level Twenty-seven. Fifteen. Yeah, yeah. don't talk about. No. <laughs> <laughs> I'm we can go to. We can go as high as we can go, man. We don't even gotta worry about prepping. Let's let's do this. You guys are going to. Um, this will be what level eleven, right? Yeah. yeah. Eleven. We'll do a, a long rest, equivalent of a long rest. All right. <laughs> and yeah. All right. I like this. I'm, I'm serious about those braces of defense, by the way. I've been, I've been, I've been, I've been gaming, but I've been eyeing those. I'm like, hmm, I need to find that.
What's up, it's Elias. Just wanted to say thank you for checking us out. If you enjoyed our shenanigans in the Everrealm, please consider sponsoring us via listener support on Anchor and helping us make this show bigger and better. If the commitment is in your jam, you can make a donation via the Ko-Fi link in the show description. Conversely, if you aren't able to do that, bills, etc., trust me, I get it. You can show love by leaving a rating, a review, or just sharing the show. Again, thanks for listening. Peace.